hey, hey, welcome to another awesome episode of Splash Pages. This week, we're talking about Batman and Spider-Man crossover, the one from 1997. You know, the one where Kingpin's wife lies deathly ill and Ra's al Ghul offers him a solution. This was a great read, absolutely loved it, and as always, make sure you check out our Facebook group, Splash Pages, the comic book club, links are in the show notes. And, uh, you know, we have a growing community of comic-loving people talking about comics every week, and, uh, you know, just come join the discussion. And with that, here we go. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Comic Book Club, your weekly dive into your favorite graphic novels and comic books. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. And welcome to another episode of Splash Pages, the comic book club, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. want to remind everybody, we have a Facebook group where each week we chat about comics, and then we do this live stream to talk about them even more. And uh, with us, as always, Drew, how's it going, my friend? Oh, we're on? Um, good, 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 fine. Um, excellent, wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's my cold opening. Okay, yeah, it's been uh, been one of those yeah, days. Uh, totally crazy. It definitely has. <laughs> okay, so today... So, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, Leo, you got to do the thing. You have to tell us about I about know. what happened today, what movies were out. Exactly. You know, yeah. That, that yeah, you got to do that that thing you do. It's it's we, you know consistency is what will bring our audience back. Oh, my, totally, totally. So, uh, Batman and Spider Man crossover uh, is is what we're talking about today. It was uh, published in 1997. Obviously, a crossover from Batman and Spider Man. Written by J.M. DeMatteis, art by Graham Nolan mm-hmm. and Carl Kessel. The cover price mm-hmm. in 1997 was 495 And channeling my inner Sophia picture, Sicily, 1997. Uh, gas cost $1.22 a gallon. The average movie ticket God was four fifty nine. Yeah, I know. Dollar. God damn. <laughs> just keep going. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, the, gonna, the, keep av- <laughs> the average movie ticket was four fifty nine. We said hello to a little clone sheep named Dolly and unfortunately said goodbye to Princess Diana. Uh, Top movies in 1997, Men in Black, the re-release of Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, Mm -hmm. Batman and Mm -hmm. Robin, and Show Me the Money, Jerry Maguire. 
And uh, top TV in 1997, Seinfeld, ER, Veronica's, Veronica's Closet, Friends, and Touched by an Angel. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So I'll bring up the comic here. Uh, Batman and Spider-Man, yep. the Kingpin's wife lies deathly ill, and Ra's al Ghul offers a solution. The ailing Mrs. Fisk uh, can bathe in the Lazarus pit and be restored, but only if Kingpin helps Raz kill 99.5% of the world's population. Only the Dark Knight and the Wall Crawler have any hope in thwarting in the uneasy alliance in this globe-spanning adventure. Uh, so you said you read uh, read both of them. Yeah. Well, you know, again, the main reason is that because there were two of them, and I had absolutely yep. no idea that there were two. Uh, which is crazy because I normally don't sleep on crossovers. Um, thank you, Susan. She shared us. Thank you. Um, you know, yeah, I know. It's, we always get comments, and it's because we're we're caught in such nerdery, such uh, busyness with our convos, and 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 you know, me usually playing good cop to Chris's nerd cop. Um, I always I, I see these comments. And I want to address them. I was like, no, no, we're we're too far, too far. It <laughs> happened. Gone. Well, that's the, uh, it's always good to address them though. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I slept on this one. And it, it's so crazy because DC and Marvel have been doing crossovers for years. I mean, no disrespect to Batman, but uh, he's not the first DC character that's that Spider-Man's crossover with. They had back, I think, in the 60s, 60s, 70s era, you know, you had Spider-Man and, and Superman. Yep. So you had that. And then I'm I'm little, my concept of time is very weird uh, these days but in the early 90s i don't know if early mid 90s you know you still had the biggest mother of all crossovers you had dc versus marvel happening um and it's it's funny because i don't think they ever shared a panel together in that colossal beautiful crossover which we're gonna have to get to another day um but it's just so crazy to see them working together because the nerd in me is like but it's two separate universes you know, he has a New York. They have a New York. They don't have a Metropolis or Gotham. They have, you know, New Jersey and wherever Metropolis is supposed to be. I think it's like Nebraska. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's also crazy the amount of talent you have in this book. I oh, mean, totally. You have, you have J.M. Dem- um, okay, I'm horrible with names. Uh, Dem- Demetrius, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, you have J.M. Demetrius, who him and and Keith Giffen – did Justice League International. He's a great writer. And then you have Graham Nolan, who us Batman fans recognize uh, as one of the guys who helped create Bane. Yep. You know, and then you have Carl Kessel, who was, I want to say he was the writer for another wonky crossover, which was the amazing adventures of, uh, it was, I believe it was Spider-Boy. So that was when the Amalgam Universe, which one of our fans just referenced here, uh, crossed over and then you had Superboy and Spider-Man. So this was, as as one of our fans just pointed out, it was a crazy bonkers era of crossovers. And it, it's it's great, but it's sad because we we're, not, we're not really doing stuff like that lately. And it's kind of sad because, you know, that's nerd discussion 101. Oh, oh totally. Would, who would win this person versus this person? So it's nice to see one where it's not just, oh, hey, let's pit Spider-Man versus Batman. Um, let's put them together and let's see something scary. It's when their villains actually are working together. Yeah. So, 
And, uh, you know, starting this off, um, I, I haven't read a crossover before like this with the Marvel and DC. I, I totally slept right. on these. Um, and it's okay. You know, reading into this, I'm thinking, okay, is there going to be some sort of like dimensional warp? How are they going to get these two together? Right. But in reading uh, the uh, fandom website, apparently this is referred to as a shared Earth. So uh, instead of like mm-hmm. Earth 2 or anything like that, it's a shared Earth. Yeah, they've they've done stuff like this in the past. Like I, one of my favorites has always been the Hellboy, Batman, Starman crossover, which you know it's it's very much this odd sort of thing where it, they're both on separate Earths because you know Dark Horse and DC, but yet somehow they know about each other. They're aware. They're working together, and it and somehow it it makes sense. You 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 don't you're not boggled down with the details to define your reality and it's it's really crazy but then back to the story here uh what i especially liked about this is it felt to me very silver age you know the way graham nolan drew his spider-man it had i almost i I even looked for it i half expected to see you know a ditko era spider symbol on the chest there and then batman you know he has that somewhat cape crusader not yet dark night feel to him yeah you know where it's grim 24 7 you know and you know he he even makes a joke every once in a while i mean he's not spider-man but it's 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 interesting you know because it had that feel um which i liked because i I felt like it like you said if it's a shared earth it, it it eases you into it uh, you yeah. know, it's it's so so funny. Uh, Deshaun so. Gill says, uh, "What was even more amazing was we got to see a darker side of Spider-Man as he worked alongside Batman and ultimately matured because of it. And vice versa, you had Batman trying out Spider-Man's approach to crime fighting, where it's more humanistic. It fleshed out both characters more than most of their solo stories. Very well said." And, uh, nicely, nicely put, and good spelling too. Not totally. Um, you know, it's always nice. I always feel so bad when I'm reading someone's stuff in my years of editing. When I see a typo, I'm like, oh, I can't. You were doing <laughs> so well, and you missed a semicolon. Like, <laughs> God. You know, I, I that's just me. I feel like, especially if you're getting angry at somebody, you're sending like a mean text. The second you see a typo, I was like, you've lost the high ground. Oh, totally. Yeah, but this was really great because. When you think about it, um, Raz Al Ghul, I'm sorry. I am like so many people for years. I was calling him Raish. Raish Al Ghul. Yeah, exactly. And then I remember the Batman animated series. They were like, no, actually, it's it's Raz Al Ghul, the common uh, mispronunciation. And I'm like, damn, okay. You can lecture me on anything you want, Talia Al Ghul. Um, You have him and Kingpin. And you couldn't have a more dangerous combination because they really are so evenly matched. I mean, the entire time, this thing had more twists in who is double-crossing who than either M. Night Shyamalan or Kevin Costner in No Way Out. Like, it was just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Like, I'm double-crossing you. Actually, I'm double-crossing you. Actually, I'm double-crossing you. Actually, I'm going to let you go. And I'm like... Yeah, that's what. <laughs> oh, you best of me so good. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna let you leave alive. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I noticed a similar theme in both the books. You had this thing where you just have the both heroes wearing like real face masks, 
And then they're just pulling them off each other. And I'm like, this is oddly traumatizing. If I just saw someone and just like, I'm just like, that's just nightmare fuel pulling your face off. And then I'm Batman. I'm like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're therapy. Then <laughs> um, even this moment here, you have where it's such a great moment because you have this moment where it's almost fan servicey, like, oh, they're going to fight. And then Spider-Man is like, didn't we kind of do this last time when we we're dealing with Carnage and Joker? You know, can't we just let's just start where we ended, you know, a handshake. And it it's just so great because, again, you know, sometimes I feel like comics are very much they want to get to the fight. They want to get to the violence and they're so quick to it. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Who doesn't like a good action sequence? But it's 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 almost like an 80s movie logic, you know where it's not just the action, but it's also the story exactly. that draws you in. You know, that that's the steak. You know, the story is the spices and the sizzle. All together, it's a damn good meal. It's not, um, check please. So, and, and see right there, like that's the screensaver right there. You know, Batman and, and Spider-Man shaking hands. Like, why don't we see cosplayers doing that? Like, instead of, oh, let's fight. I'm like, yeah, can't we just work together? Aren't we heroes? Like, yeah, he's Batman. He's the most anti, he's the anti-social kid. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Things you'll never see again. Exactly. No one's going to see that, you know. Um, but then the, the other great thing is you bring up a, a moment in Kingpin's past that I feel like is very much overlooked, that he was married and that his wife um, but at one point was leaving him because she found out who he was and he, she couldn't, like, she could handle it which is also something that we saw in Spider-Verse. Yep. So you see this and then you have, she stayed because he tried going legit and she starts dying and, and then he does whatever he can to save her, which is something that they also played on in Ultimate Spider-Man. And here, and then even this is an un, like, ridiculously funny moment here. You have this doctor is like, oh, your wife's going to die. And both of is like, <coughs> you're fired. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah, that, that was a bit dark Just right leave. there. Yeah, leave, leave a review on Yelp, man. Like, don't don't kill somebody, please. But you know, even here, look at this this juxtaposition of you know, you have Batman and you have Talia, and they're literally telling a different side of the same person. Like, that's just good storytelling and and good art direction there. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that. Uh, definitely yeah. telling you know their their viewpoints of the the same uh, same character. Yeah, and and the whole thing, what I like is it moved really well. It wasn't too wordy, but it, it also just like it was a good story. And like for instance, when they're in um they're in the mountains and Spider-Man's like, I got this, and he's just climbing, you know, and it's funny because that, and I don't know if it, this because this is where my pop culture brain goes. I got like some 1960s climbing up the wall kind of vibe with that you know and in the spiders like listen okay if people want to go grim they're going to talk to you okay me i'm a little bit more upbeat like you know and it's always funny because i think they've described it like some people get freaked out seeing spider-man crawling on the walls and i was like yeah that would be a little creepy don't get me wrong just a grown man crawling walls without you know a cable. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a little weird there. You know, uh, I, I don't really know if I'd see that creepy. Like, I'm sorry, like a man just appearing out of the shadows, dressed like a bat. I'm like, no, that's 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 scary. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the 66 Batman crawling up the uh, the side of the building. They uh, 
They just recently did that. I, I don't know what book I was reading. Um, I believe it was, I don't know if it was in the Rebirth storyline or, mm-hmm. um, but it was um, Batman and uh, Nightwing crawling up. Oh, side. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's always so funny when, when you see someone reference that and it's just so crazy. And then even, even this, you know, what I also loved is that this also story really zeroed in on Talia and that relationship. And that's it's really interesting because now Talia has just become her father's daughter. Like she's basically, you know, the de- the new demon's head. And this was the point where she was constantly caught in between her love of her father and love of Batman. And, and it's just, you know, this scene here, right? Speaking to... <laughs> They, they definitely were the best. So I'm sorry to interrupt you of my train of thought, but I do agree with who just commented about those uh, silly cameras. My favorite was always when they had like, I think they had Lurch from the Adams family one time. Yep. And you just had Adam West just um, go back and go back inside there, citizen. And Lurch is just like, Batman, it's really scary out here. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just so crazy. That, that, that was a nice Adam West he did there. You know, it's funny when you meet Adam, because I met him uh, for a convention in 2015, and I learned how to do it simply because when it's talking about Adam, you just move very slowly. It's kind of like Shatner, but it's, uh, I think I described it as it's like talking while your your mouth is full of molasses, but it's very dramatic almost. So it's just like, you know, I really enjoy being on the Dorkening. It's a great show. <laughs> I almost enjoy it as much as I do being mayor of Quahog. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's it's whatever. So point being, um, back to the point, you had that. Like, look at this. Like, isn't that hilarious? Like, this is almost right up there with that face Batman made when um, he's sitting on Superman, like a magic carpet. It's just like... No one's ever going to find out about this, right? Nope, 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 no. No one's going to find out. We're in, we're in the, we're in the the mountains with snow. Um, and even then, when they got snowed in, he has that that thing he pulls out of his belt. He's like, oh, and and he's like, yeah, you have one of these. And he's like, you know what? You'd be surprised how often this gets used. Getting trapped in a cave, having to find my way through through using my gizmos. I'm like, yeah, because you're Batman. Duh. Yeah, he has a plan for everything. He really does. Yeah. You know, that man was probably ready for COVID before we were. So, yeah, like, look at this. Like, the action is beautiful, you know. And what I like is also everything is is breathes really well. You don't get, like, you know, like some panels, I feel they're so congested with the action. You know, you got the zigs and the zags. It's very, like, this is very free. It's easy to follow. And it's, what I also like about it, it's very effortless. You know, Graham Nolan has these really great lines. Like, it's it's a nice blend of detail, but also cartoony, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's also funny because me and you were children growing up watching cartoons and whatnot. I'm hearing, like, the animated series voices when I'm reading it. So I'm hearing, like, that deep, uh, I forgot that voice actor who did Wilson Fisk in the in the cartoon you know, that, that Spider-Man, yeah. you know, and then you have like the 90s Spider-Man just come in. It was like, yeah, you know, it's just me coming in. I figured, hey, why not? And then I just Kevin Conroy's Batman and then the guy who did uh, Rise in the animated series. So I'm just hearing 
that in my mind and that's a teleplay i wish i could just share with everyone yeah no i totally agree and uh yeah i do the same thing myself you know because they're those voices are so iconic and especially growing up with you know spider-man and friends and you know it's mm -hmm. uh yeah it's, and so i i like the uh the imagery here with Kingpin. And I know uh, we need to wrap things up for uh, Don't worry, we're Chris's doing fine. part. Oh, yeah. Uh, but talking about um, uh, once again eluded the law and the way the shadow is hitting him looks like the uh, the bars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other really sweet thing is we're so used to seeing Kingpin as a monster, but we see that when his wife was very much in his life, he was, he loved her. He, he she saw a side of him that he rarely showed to anybody else. I mean, the only reason he even worked with this, this madman is because he was promised a cure for her sickness, which is, is the crazy thing is in the end, it kind it, it, it kind of happens and we don't know if it worked, but this is the closest to a happy ending that I feel we rarely see in both Batman and Spider-Man. And it was very, actually very touching in a way. And to me, I, I was like, wow, that's actually really profound and, you know, amusing in a way. Cause again, if you consider those two angels, I mean, you gotta, you have to read it, re relook at how you view theology. Um, Cause your devils must look horrible. <laughs> But I don't know. Overall, I I really enjoyed it. Um, what I like is that it was literally the same writer for the first book, but it was a different artist. So you had, you know, Mark Bagley's very 90s Spider-Man, oh, which nice. I'm so used to him on Ultimate Spider-Man. Like it, it, it I, like it was like I was like, oh, OK, I know this language. It's, you know, these faces, bodies, you know, carnage, Joker. Um, but this I also enjoyed this, too. And honestly, I wish we had more crossovers like this because it's just very pleasant kind of break from the almost regimented reality of comics where everything is like, you got to be in the universe. You got to follow the script. And it's just nice to have something that wasn't, um, you know, a little different, a little bit more, dare I say, creative. Like, what did you think, Leo? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, the artwork was, I love the artwork and the story just, it, it, it's, it was definitely a uh, well-rounded story, and I I love it that you know it left on a good note. Um, but it's very telling of, of the '90s. You know, it's you know ever since you know uh, around obviously around the uh, World Trade Center, the world you know got a lot darker. So this is definitely you know th there's still hope. There's still you know uh, a brighter side to things. So mm -hmm. it's uh, definitely had that that '90s feel, and I you know. Saying uh, Mark Bagley did the uh, the first one, I need to go back and read that. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, come on, it's Batman and and Spider Man versus Carnage and Joker, like two of his most two of the most insane villains in either category. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, that's it's pretty dope. Not gonna lie, especially when Carnage is saying he's a fanboy of Joker. I'm like, I I can't. I'm just I can't. It just done. So let me ask this: Would you recommend this book? To someone oh most certainly uh, matter of fact i'm gonna uh reach out to my local comic book store see if uh they have a copy oh yeah uh, okay. totally yeah. totally so uh normally we do four crowbars you know uh so. yeah uh, uh one out of five <laughs> uh crowbars <laughs> yeah one out of five crowbars we could even say you know the crowbars batarangs yeah. uh web cartridges if we want to get interestingly technical so what, what would uh how would you rate it uh i would give this uh, a 4.3 
You know, honestly, I'm gonna go with yeah, I'm gonna go with like 4.3, 4.5. Yeah. You know, just because I very rarely give something like this is perfect, you know, all around. You got to leave a little margin for error. Exactly. You know, but honestly, this was a great story. I was really glad to to have added it to the library in my mind of books. And honestly, I think it's a nice thing. What I like about it is you can read this and appreciate it as a fan, but if you weren't, I feel you could still understand it in a good way. You know, this this is nice. This is something that fans of of anything could understand. Yeah, so, and it's a nice representation of the two characters as well without all the added baggage. Like if you go into a Spider-Man, you know, book now, uh, there's a ton of backstory that, you know, you really need to, even Batman, you know, trying to read Batman now, it's like, what the hell happened over the last couple of years, you know, and you need to really have that mm -hmm. back lot in, in your mind here. You could just dive right into it. It's, it's self-contained story. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just Batman being Batman, Spider-Man being Spider-Man, you know? So I have to ask before we, we cut off, if you could have an ideal crossover, um, let's say if whether it's involving either one of these guys or not, who would you do? Hmm. Battling or working together? Okay. You know what? Both. Both. Both is good. One. Hmm. You know what? I, I know it would be crazy, but I would say. Oh, that's fine. Um, Batman versus the Hulk. Okay. And uh, Batman working with Bruce Banner to solve some sort of mystery. Okay. So you got that. Okay. So for me, um, I'm going to cheat a little. Okay. I would really one day like to see the Spider-Man spawn crossover that Todd McFarlane has been hinting at for years. Ooh. I would finally love to see what that looks like because I feel it would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and in terms of... Oh man, that's and in terms of working together, working together. Okay, uh, Batman. Oh, that's hard because I'm thinking like I'm because I'm now I'm like okay, well, let's do Batman as well. It's kind of funny that we go back to Batman as like you know the ultimate. You know, you know. I got a good one. Yeah, I would love to see Batman work. A case with RoboCop. Oh, oh, that'd be nice, right? I, like you know, I think that would be really cool because you know, they're all about law and everything, but then they have a pretension to to extreme violence, you know. So, I mean, I would love that. And honestly, uh, anyone listening, if you give us your 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 hypothetical perfect crossovers, maybe next time we'll pick the best ones and be like, what what do you think? What do, what do you think? So who knows? But I, seriously, I, I think that would be great. I'm going to change mine because okay, uh, mm -hmm. I, I love your Batman Robocop. But what if we do Batman Judge Dredd? You know, what I think? Some, they actually did that. Really? I think. Yeah, there was a comic in the in the 90s, I think, that I think was Batman and Judge Dredd. Definitely check that out. Like, okay. I'm telling you, you have stepped into a world <laughs> of possibilities of crossover potentials. Although, to be quite honest... For me, I always like the unlikely things, and especially since DC did their crossover with Looney Tunes to mix results. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, you know, uh, personally, I think the most insane, most ridiculous crossover ever would be RoboCop and Gizmo Duck. Oh, but nice. that's just 
me because, <laughs> you know, um, I have to always think outside the box. But in terms of crossovers, just included, because I know we're, we're wrapping this up. I thought this was great. I really recommend this to people. Good, good on you for making this call. And honestly, guys, check this out. Look into other crossovers because there are some really great stories out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, chances are we'll cover more of them on splash pages. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, Drew, where do you like people following you? Uh, Yeah, I'm uh, hello there. I'm Drew. You can find me, Drew Malo, on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. I'm Ghostbusterman1984 because, you know, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And I'm also a contributing writer for Screen Rant. So you can look up Drew Malo Screen Rant. I post regularly. And I don't know, just I'm places. Sounds good. Uh, and for me, just go Willie Opon. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not, not going to say which is which, but more importantly, follow Drew. And uh, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. And you can find all those links in the show notes. And uh, the Token Dead guys have a teaser out. Their first episode is coming out, I hear, most likely this week. enjoyed that episode of splash pages as much as we enjoyed making it so next week we're going to be finishing off the inferno storyline and as always make sure you come and check us out on facebook the facebook group splash pages the comic book club and uh we just love talking about comics you know i love learning more about them because i've been out of it for so long so uh yeah come and join the fun and we'll see you next week